this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every Every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Mysteries are over. We are just getting started celebrating all of the mysteries here on Post Show Recaps. It's the 2023 Year in Review podcast series. We're all month long. PSR is looking back one last time at some of the very best shows of the year. You can check out the full series by subscribing at postshowrecaps.com slash 2023 in review. My name is Grace Leader, and today we're talking about all your favorite mysteries from 2023, including Only Murders in the Building, Poker Face, The After Party, and so much more, and all the impact it had on television in 2023. I'm joined by my fellow detective sleuths. First of all, Troy, aka DJ LeBelle Klein. How you doing? I am doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on the po- oh, are we not? Are we not doing... You can be pro if you want. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I just thought, you know, well-known performer, get a ridiculous accent so that you could uh, play it up for creative. This is how mystery works, no? This is perfect because now I can introduce Ariel, who should be doing his best Benoit Blanc impression. Oh, now this is awkward. (laughs) I showed up and I didn't know what was going to (laughs) happen. Oh, amazing. Uh, Ariel, how are you doing? I'm good. I I I'm sad I didn't bring a voice, but thank you for providing me with one. <laughs> that did, was quite yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, rounding up the panel, Jess Sterling is here, and I don't know if I have any detective accents left for you, Jess. I'm a detective all by myself, so I don't know that I need one. Oh, amazing, <laughs> Jess but, Sterling. How are you doing? You started to talk about mysteries. I am so excited to talk about mysteries. I I'm so happy to be here today. What what is that? What is that? Jeff, Jeff, did you guys do your camera cut? Everyone's cameras cut out there. Is everybody? Where's Jess? Wait, what happened? Uh, is everyone? Is it? Uh, everyone's here. Everyone's. Uh, oh no. Should we just guess? Nah, we should. I mean, I guess Jess. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, we should. Yeah, I think on with the show. I think probably. The yeah. show's more important. Well, I want, what do you mean on with the show? Just, just like yeah, br- yeah, yeah. Blood so, uh, scream and then cut up. No, that's fine. So before we start talking about the mer- uh, the mysteries of 2023, we remind you that uh, at the end of the month we'll be revealing the top 10 TV shows of 2023 as voted on by the audience of Post Show Recaps. So make sure your voice is heard, much like Jess's scream. Uh, head over to postshowrecaps.com slash best of 2023 to cast your vote and tune in on Friday, December 29th to hear which shows made the list and which ultimately emerged victorious. It's a mystery on it itself, Troy. Grace, I cannot believe that you are plugging other podcasts while Jess is 
what is it i guess the show must go on i guess is the, must, is that the, i don't yeah, we'll I message don't will or something and it'll be yeah we'll figure it out oh well, yeah hold on let me text okay. will and right. i i just want to make sure she's okay because that that was uh that scream is not a scream i ever want to hear for the rest of my life <laughs> i don't really see what the big deal is honestly I'm just going to edit it actually into the podcast like 50 more times. Uh, all right, Ariel, let's chat about mysteries. I actually had this as murder mysteries, but I think we're going to broaden the scope a little bit to include all all mysteries, any any show um, that had a mystery element uh, to it. I do feel like to a degree, I mean, specifically the murder mystery, and I think this started last year, but it does feel like to a degree like the murder mystery is is back. Um, uh, you know, uh, obviously Only Murders in the Building comes back for season three and like bolsters their cast. The After Party season two happened. So it, it hasn't been like this is like a revelation for 2023, um, but it does feel like there is an appetite for these uh, murder mysteries and then mystery shows in general, Ariel. Yeah, people want to be in the dark. They want to feel like they don't know what's going on. It's a very scary time in the world. So they're like, why not on TV as well? Uh, but the the hilarious thing is, uh, you know, literally and figuratively, that a lot of these murder mystery shows are very funny and are like and toe that line of, you know, very serious high stakes and throwing in some, you know, amazing performances from some well-known uh, and perhaps new comedic artists. Yeah, Troy. Yeah, what do you, what do you make of like the, yeah. the mystery genre? I'm I'm, I'm back. I texted Will. He's out of town, but he's gonna go check on Jeff. Okay. So we should Great. we should hear back in the next Perfect. you know 35, 45 minutes, something like that. Perfect. Uh, I'm sure she's fine. Uh, the yeah, I think you know everyone loves a good mystery. I think especially now more than ever, uh, you know, you have this like abundance of content. You have these abundance of movies and streamers, and uh, I think there's the ability to pull together a, a lot of well-known actors throw them in different roles and and really get creative with them uh i i don't know that i can explain why now other than that uh just that you know all the ingredients are there and uh perhaps maybe if i had to force something uh mysteries inherently have an element of next episode next episode next episode and so i do think from a production standpoint it definitely makes sense for a lot of the serialized television that we're seeing uh, that's going to draw people in on a binge uh mysteries are some of the best shows to binge grace and so uh i'm excited to get into it and talk about some uh, a bit that i've seen and a lot that i haven't wow. seen well, I, I wonder if in the age of there is so much content that murder mysteries are really fun fodder for conversation and mysteries as well. We were just talking about uh, Yellow Jackets as well, which sort of fits in this category, but, but we're doing a podcast all on its own just about Yellow Jackets. And what about that show? that entices its popular like it creates its popularity i think it that it is this in, in the era where shows get dropped on binge shows and i make this joke all the time but you have a conversation with somebody and and, and me where i'll be like i literally this happened on my walk this morning and people were like what do you podcast about? I was like TV and film. Like, what should I watch? And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. I don't know what streaming services you have. I don't know. Oh, and these conversations. Please pull out this fifty question quiz. Oh, this four. Yeah. I was just about to say. Or these convos where you'll have you'll go out for drinks with your friends, and it'll be like, if someone will be like, oh, we're we're watching Ted Lasso, and it's like, oh, and then someone else will be like, oh, we're a season behind. So like. We, and then you can't really talk about the show, but murder mysteries. I do think as people are watching them, they're such a fodder for like, there's more conversation. That's like, it, I mean, the idea is like who did it, right? It's a whodunit. And so it creates like prime discussion opportunity, which might also be why, like, perhaps we are like, you know, feeling like there's like a heightened sense of murder mysteries. Cause there's shows that are become like great fodder for us to talk about on post-show recaps. That's why I think like, you know, three of them that I mentioned, which is only murders, the after party and poker face were all shows that we obviously covered here on post show recaps because there is this element of you know you, you can just like play along with what the show is trying uh to tell you so i i think that that and i think that's especially true in the era where like yeah show gets dropped on a friday people watch it in a weekend and then like don't talk about it ever again these are shows i think that sort of um break through the zeitgeist uh uh in our in our modern tv landscape yeah and you don't have to have done a lot of homework usually it's no homework at all so that's a a much lower barrier entry for for a lot of people in this very homework heavy 
TV and movie landscape that we find ourselves in right now. Well, that's part of the fun of of like of Glass Onion, the after party, Poker Face, and even to an extent, Only Murders in the Building. Although that one, I would put like slightly in a different category, Troy, just because it has most of the cast is the same. Um, but then it obviously added like Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd to its last season. But the rest of those shows are all where like the majority of the cast are different people who are like entering this world. And so that idea of like and to the to the world of Poker Face, Ariel, that's when we're like each episode. There's no homework. Like yeah. not just the season, the episode in itself uh, yeah. is no commitment totally i i think that's what makes mysteries so accessible in a way right is is twofold one is that it, uh, for tv shows it tends to be the case that you know the big underlying whodunit is the the kind of driving force behind the season and you can jump in in season three three and kind of follow along whereas other shows you know you're multiple seasons behind uh, i also think that it's a place where um you know we are i'll speak for myself I'm very spoiler averse uh, in a lot of ways, although fair warning, we're going to spoil a lot uh, in in this uh, podcast. We do I our think. best to be as, you know, uh, where we, we only when necessary. I think, only when necessary. I, th I think that, you know, at least the setup of some of these shows, yes. you can't really talk about it without talking about the early 100%. episodes. Um, but but not wanting to get spoiled on that kind of fundamental question of who done it uh, is what kind of drives me forward. Not just the fact that I'm podcasting about it, but 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 the idea that I don't want to get on Twitter and suddenly get spoiled by it i also think there's something around the writing intent that happens behind a show uh that's a murder mystery in particular uh it is uh tighter right there is a promise to the audience that something is going to be resolved likely by the end of the season almost certainly uh with a show like only murders you are not going to finish that season without a murder being solved uh, whereas other shows that i would maybe put into the kind of mystery or mystery box uh bucket they get away with kind of lingering on and stretching it out this is true of yellow jackets i think one of the things that people start to get like especially they knew they got renewed for season three and people are like you're not answering the questions like you you, you just keep asking more questions instead of like answering them so i think it's a really good point troy I think a, a show like Silo on Apple mm. TV Plus, great mystery type setup uh, with a little bit of like a thriller element to it and obviously a sci-fi layer on top of it. I'm so excited about uh, what is the potential for that show. It's obviously based on some written material, but at, at the most basic level, it's a mystery box show. And the question is always up to the writers, especially in an adaptation of, how much of this am I going to reveal in a first season? And and even when it's great, even when it's executed well, it doesn't have the same guaranteed payoff that a murder mystery does. You go and watch Glass Onion, you go and watch an Agatha Christie, you go and watch any of the shows that we've covered, and you are, with very little exception, going to get a fulfilling ending uh, and a complete ending, even if it's not, you know, uh, A plus five stars type show. Yeah, I mean the cliffhangers for for only murders in the building in in multiple seasons now has been like what's next, what's going to come next season, right? They're like teasing uh, what's to come rather than, but they do resolve the story that they that they did promise. I think it's a good point. Um, the one thing I was I was intrigued about is perhaps us having a discussion. We obviously have a vested interest in podcasting about murder mystery shows, mystery shows in general. I'm I'm interested to talk about like sort of whether or not like i have had people who will be like oh it's actually annoying <laughs> to listen to like a a a podcast like we spend so much time talking about the show sometimes the podcast on an episode of tv is in fact longer than the runtime of the episode mm -hmm. what i know wow and so we that's crazier than the just thing that happened i know i know oh yeah i forgot <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh okay. will will is on his way he's hitting okay, a bunch yeah. of red lights <laughs> Uh, sounded like Jess hit a red light. Um, so in her life. Um, uh -huh. so <laughs> insert squid game sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but this idea that actually by listening to it, we sort of spoil ourselves. And it's just, I don't know what the like math on this is, is that like we throw out like a hundred theories in a show, and then and then we might hit on one of them, and someone might feel like it spoiled the show because they're like, Oh, now I can't get that out of my head. The after party season one is a good example here, where I feel like a lot of like I think you folks have honed it. And some of this is like how much of that is the 
you know, the showrunners, because I know um, uh, the after party folks, uh, Lord and Miller talked about it and, and they were so surprised actually, like how I was just, and, and they actually have a goal that by sort of episode six of a 10 episode season, actually the audience should be, should be able to guess the outcome uh, of the thing. They feel like if it's like too late, you haven't given it enough. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't want it to be too early. And so this idea of like, we, we theorize that these shows are so fun to theorize, but that we could actually end up like spoiling ourselves by like theorizing on the show. Yeah. I feel like especially in the week to week, there's a lot of time, like you said, the rampant speculation that we do as viewers, but then you're, you want to, you know, uh, when you have to do it for a podcast, you just naturally in the conversation are speculating in different ways that you weren't before. So you're, it's almost like you're painting the entire spectrum of what's possible. And then, you know, inevitably what happens is probably somewhere along that spectrum. And it's like, Oh, if I hadn't spent so much time talking about it, would I have come to that conclusion? Um, But I think in general, for me, the thing, the big thing that makes a show or a movie in this in this genre like uh successful versus less so is like you know Troy you were getting at this a little bit with the writing towing the line between like a trick versus a twist you know when mm. they and when it comes time for reveals whether they're like smaller reveals in the beginning or, or bigger reveals at the end the the audience feeling like they were even if they didn't figure it out it makes sense they there were clues provided that even if we have missed it still makes sense versus something that feels like so out of the blue so ridiculous so convenient whatever that uh it feels more like a cheat and i think for the most part like after party season one is a good example like you said grace of like you had we had all kind of speculated the possibility of the person being the the killer but it was still in it was still successful very successful in my opinion at the execution of the of the reveal and making it like land emotionally i think you're you're right ariel that like there's this there's this game that we have to play as podcasters in terms of how much do we dance over in the uh, any particular theory for how long and one of the things that's uh, i have the, the great privilege of podcasting with josh wiggler uh and boy if you want to go uh, big brain meta with josh you can do it and if you want to go absurd bird murder, uh, you can also spend 20 minutes talking about whether Mrs. Gambolini can carry a knife in her beak. Uh, and I think that's what is like a, a great balance in terms of, of this is like, you know, especially show like Only Murders where, you know, they do have a level of absurdity. There is a level of camp to the show that you can uh, in podcasting about it you can totally medium brain it. And that's really the line that Josh and I have taken is that we are, we are not going to try and overthink this. We are not going to Reddit sleuth this down to like the last possible because we know that the clues are there. We do know that like, it's probably possible to put it together. And with season three, we, we pretty well did. I mean, if you go back at our long list of theories, uh, you know, we're a batting average of a, of a average, maybe ESPN sportscaster in terms of like credible points here. But by the time you get to like episode six, episode seven, we, we were pretty close on it compared to season one. Uh, we didn't podcast about season one of Only Murders, but I don't know that that would have been a very good experience because I think it was early stages of the show. They were just finding their footing. There's enough interest there in creating these characters, but the underlying mis- mystery was so solvable. It, it was so obvious. Uh, and especially, and Grace, I'd love to hear if you all have experienced this in, in what you've covered, like the meta component of what actors do you bring on? Who's a featured player? Like, how much of that do you let weigh into your brain while you're watching and weigh into the conversation while you're podcasting? I mean, hugely. So I actually did just uh, binge Only Murders because I knew we were going to do this. And I had sort of like watched, I think, like the first two and then it sort of had fallen off my radar with how much TV I watched. So I just recently binged that whole thing. Man, I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was like excellently done um and the thing for me in that show sir i think certainly there's this aspect obviously they bring in uh uh someone and again this is where i feel like we're going to spoil the 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 premise but this is from the first episode which is that uh they bring in a celebrity guest star to be the person murdered and then they have this other celebrity guest star who's in there uh, and they certainly play with the idea 
that they might be the murderer. And for me, it's not so much that I think as much as it is, um, you know, obviously I think with the after the after party and only murders actually do think have a little bit of a, uh, there's a similarity in that uh, specifically this season, only murders. I do feel like uh, only murders, Almost every episode, I believe, starts with a voiceover from a different cast member. And uh, the after party, obviously, every episode is like a genre episode, but centered around one character. And I'm almost like, as I'm watching it, thinking about like, is it early enough in the season for this person to have a, a character focused episode? Are they, um, you know, I often feel at the after party, like if you get the second episode you're probably not the murderer, right? Like if you're the sort of first suspect on the board, mm. um, you're probably not the, the, the murderer. I feel like we're watching so many of these that we're like learning the tips and, and tricks of what they're, of what they're doing. Um, but I, I don't know that I necessarily, I mean, one of the things, uh, Troy is that only murders is a little bit unique in some of these things that we're talking about in which they, and it just anybody correct me if I'm wrong, but that they have a pretty, like they have it on they have a cast and then they might be bringing in these other people i don't know that anything else we watched ariel this year would fit like that other than like we talked about benoit blanc or perot like a haunting in venice came out this year um that's one where you might have one person and they kind of did that yeah, yeah but even the point like yeah even the even those though we we keep like one main character but we use the, the excuse to bring in this whole cavalcade of characters that are totally new both victim and suspect uh only murders you're right hey we we've a little bit painted ourselves into a corner uh, as a show where we've introduced these other characters in and around our main three that we like know and love and i i will say it teases us as an audience to be like well could could they finally be the murderer this time? Could could this you know? And and so it is an interesting question. If you get into a season four of Only Murders, like how how much do we have to expand past the known cast of characters? And how do you do that without it being so obvious when somebody comes in? Uh, you know, those are the things that that I I think about. And again, it, it becomes like a, a chess game with your audience of. Well, now they know you do this, and now they know, and you do you expect that they do this. Oh, they are expecting if you're season two, the or episode two, the main character. Well, now we can twist that on them. I like, know, I know. Yeah, because I did think that with the after party, I did wonder. I think it's, I think, uh, you know, that's Grace who gets episode two, not me. There's a character mm -hmm. named Grace. Yeah, other Grace. Uh -huh. And then I do think if you listen to later on, I'm like, well, could be Grace. Maybe we're so far removed from her being the first sus suspect that actually could be her. So that is an interesting point, uh, Troy. Uh, and I'm wondering about your thoughts on this area of like the, and this is what I meant about how Lord and Miller are like, yeah, you probably should be able to figure it out by like episode six, that they are kind of playing. There is a meta game that is sometimes happening with some of these shows. I don't think all of them. No. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm the only person in, well, maybe not in the world, but certainly the only person on this pod who hasn't watched uh, Only Murders in the Building. But I think I, I am really the idea of what you said, Troy, of like perhaps a maybe not a main character, but a known character, like finally breaking bad in some way. And like what would what would cause that to happen is like endlessly fascinating to me. But um, to the point of like after party and poker face, which is one of my favorites from this year. And, uh, you know, even Glass Onion, like, yes, we have a main character who's repeating and is like serving as the as the detective or a group of detectives. Um, but the the most fun thing for me is the new characters because yes, it's there's the meta level like you all said of you're we're getting this new slew of incredible actors who are clearly having fun, uh, you know, playing in this genre. But also you have all these character types that you're like, okay, what kind of character are you? Because there are always you know there are these archetypes in these types of of murder mystery stories, especially. And it's like, okay, what category am I going to put you in? And you're automatically like sussing out if they are sus themselves and, you know, having so much fun uh, with these with these incredible actors like Poker Face, especially I I can't get over, you know, I was making the list of all the different people who have been in, even if it was just an episode, you know, it was it's, it's incredible. And it's so much fun as a. Uh, as a viewer to like still be in this familiar universe that you are now getting a bigger sense of as they build it out, but also still meeting people who are brand new and, you know, changing the, the narrative in some way. 
all of so, these shows, Troy, sorry, all of these shows also, Troy had like, not only did they bring in people who it seemed like, you know, Meryl Streep gets added to only murders, like Poker Face has this like sleuth of people who come in each episode, but then there's also like these cameo appearances. Uh, is it Mel Brooks who shows up at only murders for yep. like a moment in season three? Um, in the after party, you get like, uh, there's a final scene where like, um, uh, there's like Elijah Wood and all of these people who are like, I don't know, there is like this like, joyfulness i think part of this is that a lot of the people they're casting is like the central figures so i think only murderers like obviously martin short and steve martin are so loved and respected that it's like they can like sort of like pull in somebody but i feel like natasha leone has that to to a degree too to be able to like pull these people uh people in but these like cameo it just seems like people are having so much fun with this stuff and like popping in when they can i i think this is in some ways like a return to form of uh some of the cameos that you would see on TV in the 80s and 90s television with uh, things like Murder, She Wrote, where there would suddenly mm. be, you know, a, a murder of the week and uh, the baddie, uh, even like Law and Order, uh, SVU in particular, uh, oh, yeah. does this quite a bit where, you know, you use this as an opportunity to pull in a featured player for a little while uh, and, and, you know, give them an opportunity to shine. I think Ariel and Grace, you both bring up like really great points of like the core components of what makes a great, like let's say murder mystery right now. One of them is like an interesting cast of characters, uh, ideally with some familiar faces doing maybe some unfamiliar things. There's also this other element of like, a detective, uh, someone at the core who you find interesting. Uh, in Only Murders, we have three people. And so a lot of what we explore with the show is the relationships between the three of them. Uh, but, you know, take uh, take your your detectives, obviously your Benoit Blancs in, in movies and uh, Poirot and others. Like, that is just as fundamental is that that consistent peach piece each season is someone interesting to watch and has their own idiosyncrasies themselves that make spending time with them, spending time in their brain uh, really interesting. And as we eventually talk about upcoming shows in 2024, that's one of the things I'm most going to look out for is shows who have, uh, sure, we can write a great mystery, but who do you put at the center of it? And do I want to spend time with that person? So uh, typically part of these is we do like the general discussion, then we'll do superlatives. So I feel like you've segued us so nicely, Troy. Who's the best, who's the best detective uh, on TV in 2020, 2023? Or, I mean, I, I joked with this because we were, we were trying to come up with like, what are all these mystery shows? And Glass Onion came out like the last week, I think, like in terms of like a Netflix release, they get dropped on Netflix December 22nd. So I'm going to count it because we wouldn't have been able to discuss it really last year in our year mm -hmm. review. But um, yeah, do you have a particular favorite at the moment Trump? well i can i can only speak you know i i must confess i have not seen all of the shows that we're talking about here uh i'll, I'll just speak from my perspective of knowing a few of these uh and maybe rank order them a little bit and then you can maybe slide in uh yeah, some of the sure. folks that you know i'll say just in the only murders gang like unquestionably mabel is the most effective detective 100%. mabel sticks to the plan she is very focused on the podcast and solving the murder, especially in season three. Uh, Charles Hayden Savage and Oliver go off and have their own side stories, and they kind of dabble back and forth. Uh, Mabel, that said, is not the most interesting character for me to watch. Uh, and I've kind of complained about this, uh, it, that I just want to give Selena Gomez more to work with. I want them to do more with her character. Uh, I'm hopeful every season that they will. Uh, but I think this season, the most interesting to watch uh, was Martin Short's character, Oliver, uh, in that he was given a lot more personal stakes uh, in this. And so I, I think, you know, if I'm evaluating just on like best detective, it goes uh, Mabel, Oliver, Charles. I'm going to throw Benoit Blanc in probably above Mabel just for like straight up Sherlock Holmesiness. Uh, and then I don't know, Poirot. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's mm -hmm. so classic. I, I may, I might put Poirot below Benoit Blanc. Uh, once we get a few more like pieces of uh, of Knives Out stories, uh, I. But but my sense is that you know put them in a modern murder mystery right now, and like Blanc's going to do much better than Poirot would. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, Ariel. Okay, with that with that context, where would you slot in some of the the detectives that you know? 
Um, first of all, I have I have to call out this moment. Uh, I won't let it go when you, uh, Troy, made the verbal typo of consistent peach in the same sentence yeah. as mentioning Benoit Blanc, aka Daniel Craig, yeah. and I was just like, yes, chef's kiss to that. Uh, <laughs> but my uh, my. I, you know, I already mentioned Poker Face. I love Natasha Lyonne and I love Charlie Kale, the character that she plays. She is literally a human lie detector. And between that and her personality, it's so much fun to watch her be good. She's inherently good, again, at, you know, knowing immediately if somebody's telling the truth or not. And like the permutations are endless in how you use that power in conversations with people because they have to the person has to like choose to lie about anything it doesn't even have to be related and she knows that they're lying and that leads to so many different you know uh interesting situations and again i mean you know i've we've already said a, a million times poker face has such an amazing cast every episode is essentially a new mystery even though there is a little bit of like an overarching uh story and to that point the overarching story gives you reason to care about and in some cases be worried about this main character you know the first episode is like a very personal story to the character uh uh you know and then that like guides the character through the season to to solve all these other like seemingly unrelated mysteries for the most part um and i think she's she's just so good she has the personality she has the skills but she also is as impressive as all that is she also just like needs odd jobs and like she's working as a, she's just like everybody else she's working at the you know the theater for a week she's working at the barbecue you know, joint the or whatever gas yeah. station yeah the barbecue yeah. place it's it's like just a regular person uh guided by a very specific and effective mechanic of like needing to find off the books jobs um and you get you really do get like such an incredible combination it's like they did glass onion like 10 times across the season basically yeah we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, this brings up a question, Ariel. I want I want you to uh, forced choice here, and then I, I'd love Grace's opinion if you have a different one. If you have a new movie coming out, feature length film, okay. uh, with uh, you know a poker face feature length film, and then another Knives Out starring Benoit Blanc, knowing nothing else about the story, which one are you going to see first? I. Oh God, I I am I am myself. I have to choose the glass. I have to choose the knives. Oh, uh, yeah. I love wow. I love 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 Natasha Leone. You know, famous New York royalty. But I I have to run out and see the. It's the peach pick. The, the, I was gonna say I have to go see the consistent peach. So you know, that's, that's <laughs> I think I I'm the opposite. Own. I think I I think and 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 it, you know it's oh, there's been one season of Poker Face and two two movies in the glass 
Onion universe or the the Knives Out universe, which I I do think is really incredible. I do think the if you're if that's the only information you're giving me at the moment, Troy, uh-huh. between do I want Charlie Kale, Natasha Leona's Charlie Kale, or do I want Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc? I think I want Natasha Leona's Charlie Kale. But the the piece that's like missing from that whole equation is like the rest of the cast, right? Uh, which like mm. is not insignificant, I think, in terms of like which movie I might go, I might go, might go watch. And it's not like it's not close like it's very like i and to know. be clear i would see both but the, you know right. he asked me yeah yeah no the, first, forced so. choice forced I, choice. I i do it, think it reveals something yeah the, mis- <laughs> the writing of the mystery from from in knives out i do think is probably stronger than the writing so far across one season of poker face i i really love and, and this is one thing i was gonna have as a topic of conversation is sort of this like and again, but we already did here a little bit, um, which is in the meta game of like creating a murder mystery where I feel like some of these murder mysteries, like there's a there's a twist to uh, Glass Onion that I do think works, but it definitely is trying to play. It, it is trying to figure out how to like out. It's not trying to outsmart you. I guess it is. I don't know. I don't know if there's other, other way. To I mean, put it's, that, but. it's hilarious because, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson, writer of of Knives Out Universe and Ryan Johnson, executive producer of uh, Poker Face. You know, he doesn't write every episode. They have a they have a writer's room, but he's I'm sure he's heavily involved. Um, I have this thing a little bit to your point, Grace, about like the the writing, this thing with like Ryan Johnson that I love so much. I'm such a big fan, even though at times I think his his scripts can feel a tiny bit overwrought or like, you know, there's just like an extra wrinkle um, that maybe doesn't need to be there. But like overall, what I enjoy is that he makes me feel smart. <laughs> as, as dumb as mm. that sounds like you feel like you're in on it, even when you have been tricked, even when you don't see the thing, the dialogue, the, 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 like the cadence of the characters, the way that they interact, it's always so perfectly pitched and there's just something about his intelligence in writing that does not uh exclude you from that you feel included uh even when you're you know not in on the on the mystery part of it so one other piece i think though i think knives out probably is the best at mapping a murder mystery onto social commentary at the moment i don't think anything is better than than uh, the first Knives Out movie and then Glass Onion. Uh, I love Only Murders in the Building. I think that that's a very like that's a bit that's really character driven yes. and it has a lot of like heart and 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 hope. And I I love this the themes of season three. I thought they were like really really effective. Um, but I don't know how much they were like it, it, there is a little bit, but not as much certainly as like I think Glass Onion had, which was about like you know, an Elon Musk like figure and like the damage that they can like do in the world. Um, I think like it was one of the, the stronger sort of um, commentaries on our society uh, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really astute observation, Grace, that, that, that the, you know, the, the movies in particular uh, and specifically the Benoit Blanc stories, they are set in a, a contemporary society and they are made with the goal to say something. And I, right. I think every art uh, ideally is made to say something. And that's not to say that the creators of Only Murders aren't, um, but I do think a little bit of the driving force behind the show is get these three actors together and put them in a ridiculous little jewel box of a building and see what happens. There's a little bit of commentary about podcasts and a little bit of, you know, parody of, about podcasting and true crime. Uh, that's very fun. And, and we got some little backhands at the Gwyneth Paltrow goops of it all this season mm-hmm. that I, I very much appreciated, but I think you're right in that uh, this the, the show does not feel as though it is making a broader social commentary. Uh, this season, we got to explore some themes that were really great. Themes of performance and art, also themes of family and relationships. And those are are great just from a, you know, evergreen narrative plot perspective. Uh, but I don't walk away from watching Only Murders feeling like... Um, I am thinking differently or more broadly about an important issue in the same way that I have with other shows. Uh, and so in in some ways that makes it a fun, safe place where you can just kind of go and check your brain out and not overthink it. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I think like if I look at what I would like to see more of, I would love to see more of these shows where they're using the mystery in order to explore something, in order to explore something like wealth or technology or, you know, the AI murder mystery, which we're not going to talk about uh, iRobot because that's a mm-hmm. whole other can of worms. But yeah, I, I think it's, uh, um, you know, the themes of the mysteries uh, can be really fun to play with. Uh, and and there's no question that, like, there's a pretty wide dial uh, that you could turn uh, as to, you know, how, how much do you want to center this into the modern contemporary conversation of today? But Only Murders does exactly what it is intended to be. I just sat on my couch and was like, I loved it. I, I loved getting to like, just sit in that world. I, I'm a huge Steve Martin fan and Martin short fan. And so I just, I do just want to like spend time with them. And so, you know, to, to the point of like that, that season being about family and connection, like it, it worked tremendously. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what you, you, you want. And exactly make it a musical. Yeah. Whereas the after party is like, yeah. Trying to be like, funny and i feel like the themes that they're talking about with this this last season area was was a lot about like money and power and and family um but almost in service of like comedy rather than than maybe a broader point but yeah 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 i need to i need to watch that's that's no the after party i mean oh the after party sorry you said the after party and i heard only murders for some reason but no the after party uh they i think did it get canceled it did get canceled okay yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. i remember at the end yeah. of of season i felt like season two was a little bit less effective than season one even though i did I enjoy agree. it and i certainly enjoyed talking about it uh but i was i you know i think we were speculating on the pot at the time you know on the second season finale of like how much further can this go and still feel um still feel as fresh as it had been feeling before yeah um, uh, I just yeah. have a quick update here. I got a text back from Will. Uh, he he says he went in the house, just wasn't there. Just uh, there was a podcast mic on the floor earlier. You had like, said you had talked about Winston bird. There? Yeah, you were talking about bird murder. I wonder if like uh, the dog. You know, if we maybe lay some blame at Winston on this. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe wow. knocking. Winston over. does have an odd accent, so, <laughs> so true. it does. Maybe he could. Well, I'll, hold on. Let me. Let me. I'll yeah. text Will and see if uh, Winston. Winston. Winston does anybody is there. have Winston's number? Oh wait, hold on. Let me let me get check it out. I think he's on Twitter. Pet Finder oh, X. Yeah. On what's that? Oh, he's on X. Oh. Um. All right. Let's do some more superlatives. We sort of like wrap up the combo here. I I know I know not everyone here has seen every murder mystery, but if you had to put your or or and again, this would be mystery. I, we've mostly focused on murder mystery here, but uh, mystery could certainly uh, just straight up mysteries can can be in the box. But do you, do either of you have like a favorite one from 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 the year? I well, mean, right now my favorite mystery is what the hell happened to Jess. What happened to Jess? I think it'll be everybody's favorite. Yeah. What superlative would you give that? <laughs> like maybe that's the question. Uh, best, best scream by a podcast. Scream? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Best scream goes to Jess Sterling for this podcast. Yeah, I know that they had the famously a lot of TV shows and movies use the Wilhelm scream, but maybe it will mm-hmm. be the, the Jess oh! Helm scream. Yeah. Yeah, not the Will off or T scream. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. What? What? Po- I'll, I'll. I'll maybe flip the question a little bit, Grace, if I can, and, and go for the shows that I've seen. Like, what? What superlative would I nominate it for? Uh, mm. And I will take for only murders. Uh, I'm I'm gonna nominate it for best celebrity casting. It's you really got good. Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd, and you didn't waste it. You didn't just have them appear in half of an episode as a cameo, but they were like a through line throughout the entire season. Yes, yeah, but please. then they did these cameos, these one episode cameos that are delightful. There's one in particular that I almost don't want to spoil it, but it's uh, he's a very famous actor who shows up for an episode and then it's like, oh, it's you, the actor. And it's very funny. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's very, very good. If you, if you listen, if you, if you watch, you know who I'm talking about, I presume. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Grace? What of the shows or movies you've watched, what superlative would you nominate them for? Oh, um, I would nominate, hmm. I mean, Poker Face probably does get best, best, best smoker. <laughs> uh, I mean, for sure. That's, uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, I guess classic. up against only up against uh, a different older mystery show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that true. she was on that I will remember called Russian Doll. Doll. Uh, mm -hmm. where she, so it's like, you know, Natasha Leon smoking versus Natasha Leon smoking. Who's going to win? Yeah. Um, I think underrated, most underrated murder mystery of the year might for me go to a show that we covered on full spoiler recaps called Bodies, um, which is very good. And I'll completely spoil the premise of the show because it's in the thing, which is that uh, across four different timelines, they find the same dead body. So four different uh, police detectives find the same dead body that shows up um, in the same place across basically almost 100 years, I think, or 60 years or something uh it's really good uh came on netflix and again this is the thing of like netflix shows where it kind of appeared and then disappeared i got a lot of comparisons to one of our favorite mystery shows of all time ariel and dark mm -hmm. um but uh, bodies is one i wanted to highlight and i believe a haunting in venice just got added to disney plus i actually think it's like totally worth watching like it's like very fun uh speaking of like celebrity casting uh, michelle yo is great tina fey is in it she's pretty fun um <laughs> and only murder and only murders uh in the building uh connection there um so another underrated movie but yeah can we talk about one of the challenges that i know we're i know we're trying to do superlatives here but i just no, want to like, acknowledge one of the challenges of 2023 2024 mystery watching is like anyone can make a good trailer anyone yes. can make like something that looks interesting and good and whether the season is actually worth it or a payoff is such a gamble these days whether they're going to cancel it after one season or whether you're going to get past the the pilot and it's just going to fizzle and i uh mentioned that one of the shows i i want to check out um, I actually did watch the first episode of Yesterday, which is A Murder at the End of the World. Mm -hmm. And everyone that I mentioned this to was like, please tell me if it's any good. I don't want to give it time unless I know it's any good. I yeah. think that's a real challenge here. Yeah. I right. Mean, Especially yeah. something like that that's like not all available at once. It's, you know, a little bit week to week. I think they might have released uh, more than one episode at, at, the, at the outset, but people are people don't want to waste time. It's It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so much TV. Like, I feel like, as I said, like, I fell behind only murders, and it was this pot that was like, oh, I should like finish that basically. And I watched most of, like, I had to watch most of the season. But at the same time, there is this, like, you know, and I'm somebody who ends up watching a lot of TV because I'm going to podcast about it, but I can limit, like, you know, if you didn't, you know, not that I am obligated to do this, but um, I, I totally you see signed the point. a contract, Chris. That's right. Okay? That's, That's right. why Jess probably yeah. got taken out by Winston because she broke the terms of her contract. Yeah. Oh my right. God, or was it like an insurance? Did I pay Winston? You probably check my. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my, is my... it possible that Jess faked her death and this is like oh. a insert movie title not going to spoil situation but you know what I'm talking right. about right, where right, she right. is now like creating a separate identity for herself and it's really because she didn't watch any of the shows that we were going to podcast about Stess Jerling you just watch out for Stess Jerling Stess Jerling it sounds like Cinda Canning Tina Fey's character <laughs> and only murders you just watch you shit Stixie really... shows taught me. You just yeah. wait with Steph Sterling. It's just this, she she looks really familiar. I don't know where I've seen her before. Uh, Steph. I'll tell you what, the blonde highlights are doing wonders yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um I don't know that I watch anything actively uh bad this year. I'm trying to think if I watched a bad mystery show, but I, I don't know that I did you like Only Murders? Because we're gonna be covering all, or uh only murders. Um Murder at the end of the world. We're going to be covering that on full spoiler recaps in a few. Weeks, I so. got to tell you. So I, I told you people wanted to know, like, is it worth watching? I watched episode one and I am like eager to watch episode two. Okay, uh, it started a little bit slow. It's about an hour long episode started a little bit slow, but the setup and the premise of like, oh, great. Here is the stage on which the story is going to be set is to me a very interesting compelling stage now whether the like mystery itself pans out to be uh worthwhile that's like i don't know but i'm intrigued by the detective i love the setting and the background characters are so far interesting but i haven't gotten to know them yet 
So far, if you want a, um, a mystery show that is full of mysteries at the moment and they're wild and I don't know how to comprehend them, Fargo season five has been so good so far and we're only a few episodes in, but uh, they are doing, they are making some choices that I am in love with. Uh, and it is, it is, uh, there's a big mystery element um, to, to this season. Uh, uh, so that's worth watching as well. Is there anything for you were talking about 2024? True Detective was supposed to come back in 2023, I believe, got pushed back. That's going to be uh, Jodie Foster, I believe. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Is going to be in True Detective season five. Is there anything else you had on your radar, Troy? Uh, nothing on my radar quite yet. I do not watch as much TV as I, I probably should at this point. It's enough for me to, you know, we got three three hours of reality TV every Wednesday night. And gosh, mm -hmm. it's enough for me to get through that. Um, but Survivor's uh, basically a mystery show. Who's going to get voted off? Every I, it is. I it is. It's yeah. a nice. Some of, the, some of the choices they make are certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, you know, I don't, I, I'm, we're going to see what the world throws at me in 2024 and, and see how much of this I watch. You know, True Detective is one where I, I obviously really enjoyed the first season and then fell off and never came back to it. You give me Jodie Foster. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. Mm -hmm. uh, you make a good pitch for Fargo, but here's my question to you, Grace. Like, is this a show that I can on ramp in season five or yes. do I have to go through? Nope. You can watch, no, you can, you can just start watching it. The, it's anthology. Uh, it's all connected in like the same world and there might be like a character who shows up or like a reference but you absolutely don't need to watch anything before yeah i love uh, to watch it yeah i love that. yeah it's very good yeah all right how about you ariel anything in 2024 that is top of your list anything that you are definitely going to check out in the either murder mystery or kind of a greater mystery area um i mean the mystery of what the mcu is doing right now comes to mind and <laughs> they have only one movie coming out next year so i'm excited about that um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that that Ryan Johnson is supposed to do another movie. I think the original deal was two movies up front. Um, so I don't, you know, I have no information as far as if I, I would doubt it, you know, especially with the strike and everything that was happening. But that would definitely be on my radar for the future in general, because that would be our third Benoit Blanc outing and then there's all the fun that you could have with like trilogy rules and bringing some people back maybe and you know all the all the fun of the new characters and actors that we all clearly love yeah um I don't know that it will come out in 2024 but I certainly imagine uh we'll all be eagerly awaiting it which is probably the best mystery show that's on tv at the moment which is severance uh don't believe Ooh. we have a year-end severance uh pod because it not air in 2029 air yeah yeah but uh a show that we highly love here at uh, here on Posher recaps that uh i would be surprised if it came out in 2024 i know they i believe they were filming before the strike happened so there's certainly the potential but i i'm not maybe the sure. end of the year maybe yeah maybe but severance is one of the few shows that i would drop everything to watch as soon as they like if they gave me if they give me a full season of severance season two in one day i would cancel plans yeah. Oh, yeah um it's called being an adult <laughs> <laughs> making choices yeah all right um any final words about mystery shows murder mystery's from the year 2023 uh troy i'll yeah uh i would say uh it's great fun Right. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I, you know, part of the reason I got into podcasting about only murders with Josh is because I told him definitively, I do not like true crime podcasts. Mm. And then they made a show where the main characters were creating a true crime yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of fun and, and farcical. And the fact that they were taking a, a parody lens on it, I think, made it more accessible to me. But I, I am not someone who enjoys gritty murder uh gritty murder true crime certainly um but even when we get into the like you know the true detective grid of the mystery not exactly my favorite uh but as we start to get into the more playful farcical uh open kind of creative wild choices that's where it gets really fun for me and so i'm i'm delighted to stay in my safe bubble of happy fun murder mysteries and excited to be podcasting with you all about that Ariel, what about you final words about murder mysteries murder mis mysteries in general yeah i would say you know watch your back you never know you know who's standing behind you whether you're podcasting or you know just yeah. just walking out um you know keep your keep your eyes keep your eyes peeled uh and i'm just i'm ex you know what i'm excited for i'm excited for the one for the potential 
projects that we don't know anything about yet. True. That are like the new. real mysteries. The real, mm. real mysteries. We're getting down yeah. into the nitty gritty stuff. Uh, I love a, you know, Grace and I talk about this all the time with movies. I love a surprise. I love like a, this movie is incredible and no one was talking about it. And now it's like the best thing I've seen in a year or whatever. Uh, that's my favorite kind of stuff. So, you know, looking forward to whatever mysteries arise in, in the, now that we're post strike. Yes. Uh, breaking news. Yes. Just got a message from oh. Jess Sterling. She's fine. She's okay. okay. Her right. it's just her microphone disconnected and oh. she couldn't figure out how to get it back together. So she got oh. frustrated and then decided to take Winston for a walk. Uh okay. so everyone's oh, that fine. Makes sense. Oh. Everyone's okay. That's why Winston wasn't there. Um, but yeah, all, all good. No worries. Okay. I have to there. ask. I have to ask though. Do we believe that this test text is actually <laughs> from her? Oh, interesting. More. We're uh, not wrapping up. That's, a, we'll that's <laughs> yeah. I'll have to see in the future. I was gonna. I was gonna set up my own uh, uh, cliffhanger. I just. Was, I got a text here that Mike Bloom died. So uh, we should probably. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, no. <laughs> all right. Before we close out, we want to remind everyone one last time about our audience survey at postshirtrecaps.com survey 2023. Every response is greatly appreciated. We'll help make postshirt recaps the best it can be. One last time, that's postshirtrecaps.com survey 2023. Before we leave, Troy, what else you got going on? Where can we find you? It was a bike you? accident. Yeah. Uh, what, I, it was, uh, where can you find me? I don't know. I'm on X, if that's what we're calling it. Uh, at DJ yeah. LaBelle Klein is where nah. you can follow me on things about TV shows. Uh, or come join the Discord and talk with me and play D&D with me. Uh, Ariel, what about you? Yes, I am also on Twitter X uh, at that other Ariel, covering movies with you every week, Grace, Bush Recaps Theater, uh, and covering Six Feet Under with Dr. Amanda, one of my faves. We're doing a season one watch now that it's on Netflix, so look out for that. Very fun. Uh, I'm chatting Fargo, The Crown, Yellowstone, The Curse, and full spoiler recaps with Jester Link, which is a relief that she's she's alive. <laughs> Although I was covering Fargo with with Mike. Uh, actually, okay, so whether Mike's not actually going to be on the podcast this week, so it's very <laughs> <laughs> Grace. You are automatically a suspect. Yeah, yeah for real. I did for just real. go find Grace on Twitter X, and yeah. uh, her handle is at Mike Bloom type. Yeah. <laughs> a Mike Bloom type? It's yeah. kind of strange. Yeah, so strange. At a Mike Bloom murderer. No, mm. it's, it's that high from grace. Um, all right. So that's gonna do it for the mysteries of 2023 in review podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the 2023 in review podcast series at pushrecups.com slash 2023 in review as our look backs on the year in TV continue through December. Make sure you fill out the survey. Until next time, bye-bye. All right, let's cut here. Wait, Jess, do we, do we need okay. to? Do, do we need <laughs> to re Well, that was great. Yeah, I, the best part was before when you were doing the introduction and I was muted. Winston was barking the entire time, and I was like, honestly, that wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, there's, there's a suspicious activity. I wanted to react sooner, but I couldn't unmute myself because I was <laughs> laughing. So hard. I, well, this right. has been fun. Enjoy your podcast. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for everyone. Okay, bye. bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.